When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Yo, it's your boy H, straight out of Manchester. I'm here, off the porch, dirty glove bastard. Let's fucking go. You know I got it, baby, what do you want? You know I got it, baby, what do you need? She like... All right, y'all, so we got a superstar on the porch with us today. We have H. Yo. Bring it in the vibes. You just wrapped up your tour in Atlanta, so let's talk about it. I went to the show, but I'm going to let you tell it. I'm not going to tell everything. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was lit. Last show of the tour last night. The whole tour has been sick. America's been showing love. Atlanta's been showing crazy love. Uh, I feel good, man. I feel like I can relax now, you know what I'm saying? But it's been sick. The show was lit last night. And... Yeah, I'm definitely coming back here. Really? 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this your first, was this your first time like doing a tour where you included the U.S. states? Mm-hmm. First U.S. tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First one. Ooh, did you first have of any, many. Did you have any pressure? Like, oh my God, I wonder how everybody's going to react. Like, uh, a little bit. You know, like, off, like, when you play certain songs and it's like, I know myself, like, the song isn't that big. You know what I'm saying? It was just kind of like, whatever. But, um... But it's been 10 times better than I thought it was going to be. Especially in places like LA. You always get told LA is like quite stiff and people don't move, but LA was lit. I mean, just seeing your performance, like I would feel stupid for just standing there. Yeah. Like I feel like <laughs> like your energy is so crazy and it feeds off of the crowd. I would Respect. feel like so lame. Like I'll feel like a lame just yeah, sitting the, there. If, if, you ain't, if you ain't moving at my show, you're the odd <laughs> one out. Everyone else is moving. Now, you do a lot of shows and you toured like all over. Mm-hmm. My question to you is, do you ever get like tired? Like, Yeah, not like tired, not like bored, but like, like physically tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all the time, but I love it. At the same, like, you can't really complain in it. Traveling around the world, mm-hmm. doing what you love doing, showing people love, people showing you love. It's worth. It's worth being tired. Yeah. Now that you got a taste of your fans in the U.S. and how they react to you when you perform, mm-hmm. what are some other states that you want to go to? Texas. <laughs> uh, Texas. Where else do we want to go? I want to go to Detroit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to go to Detroit uh, uh, and Philly. Ooh, yeah. Detroit, Philly, and Texas. Those are some good ones. That's on my hit list. Next. (laughs) Now, we got to get into your background a little bit. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Manchester. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I said that's on country. <laughs> you're from Manchester. Man you're from Manchester now. You got to talk to us about the culture there and what it was like for you growing up. Yeah, uh, Manchester growing up. In the part where I'm from, I'm from North Manchester, uh, a place called Moston. And it's just like, when I grew up in school, it was just a big, I don't know, it's just a big playground. I, I can't even explain it. It was lit, it was sick. Uh, very like multicultural, like so many different people there. My school was like just a big mix of like white people, Nigerian people and Asian people, just a big mix. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that was my area, that was that was us, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was lit, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't, want to be brought up anywhere else. I feel like that's the reason I'm here now, because of my funny accent. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, man, I don't know, like, it's just a perfect balance of, like, a decent upbringing, but at the same time, good and bad, you get, you get the balance of, of that. It's not, too, it's not too down in the dumps, but it's definitely not too silver spoon either. How would you describe like the music scene, especially the underground scene out there? It's lit. It's lit. Music in the UK has been kind of underground anyway, like in general. Right. Um, but it's lit, man. And there's bare music going on. Even there's certain there's certain music that I could show you, and you will just be there like, what even is this? But it's lit in the UK. Uh, there's actually a little a little crew, a group of three guys and they're called Bad Boy Chiller Crew, yeah? And they're like super like up north, British, gold chains, gold bracelets type people. And they make lit music. And I feel like if, I, if they came over here and shown everyone over here, everyone would be like, what is this? But when they catch on to it, lit. I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions yeah. with the way that, you know, the UK sound is, especially when it comes to the drill. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we were topping it up and you guys were like, well, you know, a lot of the Chicago drill beats came from like yeah, UK yeah, producers. Yeah, yeah. So I really want you to dive into that whole thing. Yeah, basically we was having a, for people who don't know, we was having a debate, not just with you. Mm -hmm. we've, we've done this like all tour with like different people, like when people mention UK drill, and then the, the whole argument is that, oh, the UK copy Chicago or New York or whatever. Um, and it is true in some ways, like, we did definitely get, like, the whole drill vibe off Chicago. However, there was a lot of, when Chicago drill first came about, a lot of the beats that these people was using was actually made by UK producers. Not all of them. Obviously, there's people like Young Chop, who's from... Mm -hmm. um, Chicago but there was a good few like UK producers that made them type of beats so it's kind of like is it a UK sound or is it a Chicago sound it's kind of like a mix but then yeah then we jumped on the drill thing the UK drills going crazy right now and then I suppose New York jumped on it uh, and there's like a little bit of a rivalry between the U UK drill and the New York drill um, but I can't lie it's it's, it's it's obviously the, the latest music right now. That's where, that's what everyone's listening Man, to. Man, it's such a wave. It's like, a wave. It's crazy. It's a wave. And in drill, when when it first came in the UK, and this this what it was like in Chicago as well. But when it first came in the UK, it was like, you can't spit drill if you're not on road with your strap going in. But now it's just like it's just another music genre. These people who've never even 
been on the street that are making drill music and it's lit, so it's good, man. It's just developed. What would you say is like the craziest stereotype that you've heard when it came to like the UK music scene? People think it's all like, or, or you lot think it's all like tea and biscuits and whatever. And, uh, <laughs> oh and, Lord, you yeah, talking about that, the biscuits? That and... whole that whole British stereotype. There is people like that, but all them people are like over eighty years old. You know, like when you lot say like, you lot think we say like cheerio. Like no, it's never that. Never ever <laughs> ever that. Uh, that was like in nineteen forty or something. Um, <laughs> You gotta school us on the new slang. Like we we don't know what's the what's the new slang right now. See, my my thing's a bit different because I'm from Manchester. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. I don't always say the same things as people in London say. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that like, people in London would say like bruv, like yo, what are you saying bruv? But I won't say I wouldn't say that. People in Manchester don't say that. Wait, what do y'all say? There's not really a another word for bruv. We always say bro. Huh? Yeah, a bit boring that one, and it may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like these di these different ones. But I feel like um, yeah, the big the biggest like stereotype misconception is that people think it's a load of like British knights and swords and that. It's not. It's definitely swords, but not them. Not them kind of swords. Yeah, you know, we really do try to figure out what it is with, because you know, we got guns, of course. Yeah. So it's like, as far as you guys and you, they have the knives or whatever. We there's guns out there. They just it's just not legal. Right. Like it's just like, it's like New York. London is like New York in my eyes, in a, in a sense of like, you roll with your strap, you're going to jail. But there's definitely straps around, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but and like kind of like the attitude, the New York attitude is similar to London. It's very like straightforward. This is what I'm doing. I'm walking to this destination. No one's gonna stop me on my way. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it's like. But Manchester's a little bit different. Like I was saying to you yesterday, in my opinion, I would compare like London to New York and Manchester to like a kind of an Atlanta. Just kind of a, not all like a. Atlanta's kind of like one of the biggest cities now when it comes to rap, so I can't really say that anymore. But you know, just the, whatever the second city of rap is in mm -hmm. the US, that's what Manchester is. Right. Yeah. So outside. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba da ba ba ba. Side of music, what would you say were some things that you were into? When I was younger, mm -hmm. I used to like boxing. Really? Yeah, I used to be good at boxing. And then I started drinking alcohol and stuff <laughs> like that, and then it all stopped. Uh, I used to like boxing, football, soccer for you lot, obviously. Um, what else did I like? I don't know. I was, just, I was just one of them guys. I would just always jump on the pedal bike, go link the man them. The man them means friends, my friends. Uh, go link the man them and just do whatever, get up to no good, get in privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days guaranteed with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. And right now you can get started for just one 
$1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Trouble, go home, get told off and do the same. Not get in trouble. Uh Not bad, not major (laughs) trouble. Just a little bit of trouble. Uh, And then, and yeah, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of like, that was kind of like what I was up to. It was, I can't lie, I had a sick childhood, like, I wouldn't change anything. Like, it's all been sick, the good things and the bad things. Um, And yeah, and then when I was like 16 or 15, that's when I started rapping. Really? Uh-huh. Okay, so my favorite story of like you coming into rapping and just pursuing this as your career is when you talked about nobody really knew that you could rap except for your friend. Mm-hmm, just one friend, yeah. So how are you hiding that? I just never, I just never, I just never rapped in front of everyone. I just, um, I just used to rap in front of my friend and send him lyrics and like, yo, do you think this is good? And he's like, yeah, it's lit. And then one day, randomly, I don't know what made me do it, I just got drunk as fuck. <laughs> On the park, <laughs> I was on the park with my friends. I just got drunk and I literally just sat everyone down on the park bench and I just said, yo, watch this. Played the beat, started rapping. Everyone was going crazy. And then what happened was my friend was filming me on an mm-hmm. iPhone and I said to him, yo, please don't show anyone that video. That's just for us, that's just for the man them. And he put it on YouTube. So I was pissed. And then the video went crazy, so I wasn't pissed anymore. Wow, but you know, if he wouldn't have put it out, you would not I would like... Not, I would definitely... I'm not going to say I wouldn't be here, but I definitely would have started later. Like, Really? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So when you first got into you know, pursuing this as a career, did it happen for you really fast to where you couldn't really take in everything that was going on around yeah, you? It was fast. It, it definitely was fast. Like, I think I was like, well, I started rapping when I was 16, and then I was rapping for like two years, 16, 17, just trying to do my thing, slowly like blowing up. I was getting like a couple hundred thousand views, like by the time I was like 17, 16, 17, I was like getting a couple hundred thousand views. And then when I was 18, I dropped a song called Straight Rhymes, and that just got like millions of views ASAP. And then that was when it all changed. That was when it was like, oh, I'm mad. And I'm 22 now, so it's been four years. Yeah. Now, with you having the success that you do have, you are such a cool, like, normal, humble person. (laughs) So, are people always surprised, like, when they come across you and they see how just cool as fuck you are? Um, Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. I feel like my actual fans kind of, like, know my personality anyway, so they get it anyway but people who don't know who I am yeah I think they are shots I don't know a lot of people think I'm a like I don't know what word to say think I'm like uh, stuck up think I'm stuck up and yeah. shit and I'm obviously we've met yesterday like you yeah, know yeah you like, are cool as hell yeah so that's not the case don't and I don't blame people for thinking that certain lyrics I say might might sound a bit stuck up or flip but that's what you gotta do my fucking rapper you gotta flex sometimes <laughs> isn't it yeah, and I know we were touching on how the UK is a tough crowd to please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, talk to us about that. That's just like, um, 
it's just very like judgmental. There's there's a lot of like in the UK there's a lot of like platforms that have opinions on certain things. There's even like I can't how do I explain it? There's a certain thing I'm not, I won't get into it too much, but there's a there's like shows where it's a panel of people mm-hmm. who really have like nothing to do with music and they sit there and review people's albums and tapes and it's like if they give that a shit review then the like a big percentage of the UK fi- also think it's shit like these people's oh, opinion matters wow. i don't know like things change things i, I don't i don't really want to get into it too much without like speaking about certain individuals i don't mm-hmm. really you know what i'm saying but like yeah there was this one situation where there was this certain person and his career was going well like really well and then these group of people decided to have an opinion on his tape and that for some reason shifted everyone else's opinion about this person and it's just, it's just like I don't want to say it's not fair, but like... No, it's not. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because... It's just very, like, judgmental, and it's a sticky one because the people who are judging mm-hmm. don't really have a clue about music. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. But that's just one scenario. That's just the one scenario where I would say it's a mm-hmm. tough crowd. Another thing is just, at the end of the day, it's always going to be a tough crowd. You need to prove yourself. I just think it's maybe a little bit harder to prove yourself over there than it is here. I like the way people rap here. Like I said to you the other day, all these Detroit type of people. I just seen uh, Drago on the picture there. I love Drago, how, yeah. how he raps. But there's no way on earth I could go back to the UK and make a song like Drago. And people would love it. Like, they, w- they wouldn't. I don't know why. They just wouldn't. And not saying, like, you know, they're not lyricists, of course, but, like, you guys have to really rap the lyrics. Yeah. Like, y'all have to really flow. Yeah, I, that's what little, I mean. There's definitely a little difference, 100%. I think, I don't know, that's just the way it is. I don't know. We've obviously just been molded in a way where you need to actually be saying stuff for people to take it in. You can't be lazy. You can't just be saying anything. Yeah. Oh my god, I feel like they would chew you alive. <laughs> Trust me, like, it's crazy, but at the same time, it's, it's also loving the UK. Once, once you do have them, like, people behind you and, a, like, a certain fan base, you're good. You know what I'm saying? Certain, hmm, hmm. Certain people have a very loyal fan base and, like, no matter what they drop, everyone's going to love it. Mm-hmm. However, in general, I don't think the UK like fan base is very loyal. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. To certain people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you, would you say consider your fan base pretty loyal? My fans have got me. <laughs> yeah, my fans. <laughs> no, have... I see them in the comments. They be like Yeah, yeah, my fans have got me 100%. Like but that's not to say that one person's view or opinion could mm-hmm. change that. Do you get what I mean? These, these like, how do I put it? A lot of people have made a career or a name or a living off giving their opinion on other people. Do you get what I'm saying? Which mm-hmm. is fine, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But I don't feel like it should be as like, um, as effective 
to the to right. the actual fans. Do you get what I'm saying? Because these people who are who are giving their opinion, they don't. They're not really fans of me. If, the, if right. these people went and done a video on my new album reaction, none of these people are actually fans of me. So they're already going into it, trying to be a fan, not actually like appreciating the music. Right. So it's already it's, it started off bad already. Really? You know what That's what I think. I don't know. That's what I think. Maybe I changed my mind, but because everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and I would never be mad at anyone for turning around and saying, "Oh." I think H is shit. If that's what you think, that's what you think. I don't agree with you, but it is what it is. Um, but then I also think there's no way you can tell me I'm not a cold rapper. No. Like, no way Listen. on earth. So I don't know what has made you say that, that my thing's shit, because it's not. You better sit on here and talk your shit on the court. <laughs> that's what it's for. You better talk. All, yeah. Let them know. Like, yeah, but when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. But like I said, everyone's got a different opinion. I'm not saying I'm right all the time mm -hmm. just because I think I'm good. Not everyone else has to. But you know you really that. Like, you know you yeah, that. Yeah, I'm the, the guy. <laughs> really, yeah. Then, so have you ever had to deal with cancel culture? You know what cancel culture is? Yeah, um, no, not personally, no. Yeah. No. And I also saw a lot of comparisons. Um, they were comparing you to, like, Jack Harlow. Do you get that a lot? I suppose we're both white. <laughs> but y'all are actually cool though. We're both white like most <laughs> of the population of the world, so I don't really like <laughs> But you yeah. know how it goes though. You know yeah, how it goes. Yeah, of course. No, no, hundred percent. I'm only I'm only joking when I say that. Um yeah, I suppose yeah, we're both white, we both rap. We're both we're both pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Both of our most recent releases have been quite similar. When I done the Ashanti sample, he done the Fergie sample. That obviously um, didn't help. Yeah. That whole, that whole <laughs> shit. Um, but that's my guy. That's my friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've got, I've got, I've got a song with Jack. Um, and I, I definitely don't be in mind. I don't mind being compared to him. Mm -hmm. He's a good person to be compared to. And hopefully he don't mind being compared to me as well. Yeah. What would you say is like the biggest sacrifice that you personally, personally feel you had to make with your career? Um. That's a good question. I've never been asked that question ever. Um, I think there's a couple of things off the top of my head right now. I'm just thinking you have to kind of understand that people, some people just aren't mentally on your level, which is fine because they've not ex experienced certain things. So like just the fact of I can't, I can't answer the phone all the time every time someone rings me or texts me or, you know, one of them and them one man then might phone me, yo, what are you saying? What, what, what are we doing today? And it's like, well, I can't really just go and walk around the streets like we used to, or just go and post up at the shop and smoke. Like, it's not really that time anymore. Some people move funny about it, some people don't. But you kind of just have to accept that. It's like, yeah, you, you just don't understand that I need to, I'm, doing, I'm doing other shit now. I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to make sure my grandkids' grandkids are good. Right. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, if you're not on the same vibe, then I'm gonna have to keep it stepping. 
You know what I'm saying? That's not, by the way, that's not, um, that's not a literal situation that happened. All my friends are good, you know what I'm saying? I've had the same friends for years. But like, just that sacrifice, and thankfully my friends are very understanding. Um, maybe not as much at the start, they are now. But like, yeah, like, you have to make sacrifices, I've got to do this. Even, I'm away from my family all the time. I don't see my mum for, for months on end, weeks. Really? You know How does saying? she feel about that? It is what it is, isn't it? Like, yeah. she's happy for me. She would like to see me more, of course, but she's happy for me. She won't want me doing anything else. Uh, and yeah, and it's good, man. Then I come home for a couple of days, see my mum, my family, and then I'm gone again. Uh, I love it, but yeah, I suppose that's, a, that's the sacrifice as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Wow. What do you feel like is like a really big risk? Hmm, a really big risk. Rele just releasing music is a, not a big risk, but like, you can only go off. I'm start making this a song, and I've got whatever, a producer, my manager, Kelvin over there. Let's say there's one, two, three, four people in the room. We make a song, I think it's a banger, and everyone else does. Lit, but that's only four people out of. 8 billion people so the only way to find out if people are going to like your song is if you put it out right you know what I'm saying and yeah I suppose that, that's a bit of a risk like your whole as an artist I suppose your whole life or your whole career literally depends on other people if you wake up one day and people decide that they don't think your music's good anymore or there's a new guy who's a better version of you it's done do you ever feel the constant pressure of having to keep up with all of the success that you've been having over the years? Um, no, no, not too much. Um, I think I'm just quite lucky and I've obviously made the right moves where everything's just kept going up anyway. I don't mean like not every video gets more views than the last one and you know what I'm saying there's always right. bigger songs than others. But like, I don't, I don't feel no pressure in, in keeping it up. I know I can keep it up. It's not really, I just kind of put that to the back of my mind. And I think as long as you just make the right moves and, and just, sometimes it's not all about the music as well. Sometimes you've got to do other, other stuff I, just to be relevant. You are the first person that I have heard say that, that it's not all about the music. No, it's not. It, music's like probably like the main, well, it has to be the main like focus, right? Because you can't, you can look good, but if you make shit music, no one's gonna listen to your music. But you have to do other things as well. It's all right making sick music, but if you're not putting yourself in the right position, the only reason I've been able to do a tour out here, or a big reason, is because I've been coming out here, not in, to Atlanta, but LA, New York, mm -hmm. Toronto, because um, I've been coming out here, showing my face, meeting the right people, putting myself in the right position. Some people don't know how to do that. Some people don't know how to speak to people. It's a big, it's a big thing. It's, you you kind of need to, you know right. what I'm saying? And even like social media, like, come on, like, you have to be on social media right now. I hate it, I'm not gonna lie. I, I fucking <laughs> hate social media. Have you ever took a hiatus from social yeah. media? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I'm a, but I say this, but I'm addicted. I always end up coming back, always. <laughs> Always. But like, you have to be on social media right now, man. And some people aren't trying to be on it. Some people 
or, or people post a picture, but no one ain't trying to be on the story, speaking to the fans, telling them what's good, and you know what I'm saying? You need to do that because, like I said, it's not, it's not just all about the music. And it's about your personality and your confidence. You can make sick music when you go to a show and you stood in the middle of the stage and you just sat there with your mic and you're rapping. People are going to get bored. Like, you need to be doing shit. Hey, that, see, that's why I fuck with you, because like I said, yesterday we watched you, there was not one dull moment. Like, yeah. you was literally <laughs> jumping around, like, Love. interacting with your fans. And I did see this music prediction of 2022, and it said, this year is the year that artists should be interacting with their fans more than ever. Mm-hmm. 100%. Especially coming off the back of COVID, where no one has seen anyone. Right. For however many years. And it's like, yeah, it's time. And... Everything's just getting bigger and better. Like, I can't explain it. Not, not just for me, everything, like, so it's just that time. Like I said, do you, like, do you, there's no way on earth. Do you think five years ago that any of us in the UK would think that you lot are even listening to our music? No. Like, you get that one random message, like, your love from Texas, or you know what I'm saying, something, it's like, you look like, what, Texas? Do you know how far away that is? But now it's just like, yeah, you come here. Oh, you know, you know Diggity, yeah, you know Central C, yeah, you know Tion Wayne, yeah, you know, yeah. So it's just naturally getting bigger. I think in, 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 the, next, like, in the next five years, mm-hmm. hopefully it's going to be a thing of there's no different, there's not like, oh yeah, the UK rap scene and the US rap scene, it's just a rap scene. What would you say your journey has looked like with even breaking through in the U.S.? Um, I don't think I've broke through in the U.S. yet. Mm-hmm. I think I've definitely got fans. Obviously, I sold, this tour sold out. It's been lit. There's definitely a couple thousand fans. Um, but I'm waiting, to, I'm waiting for that to happen. I can't really answer that right now. I don't know. But I'm a, it's a bit weird because I do like coming here and not being famous. <laughs> Really? And just walking around. So I'm going to have to, if, when I blow up over here, I'm going to have to find another country to go missing in. <laughs> because this one ain't the one. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I don't know yet. I, don't, I, I feel like I've not blown up in America yet. Yeah. So I don't know. Wow. So what, how would you say, like, have you been doing anything to where you're able to even get some love from the different states? Well, the different people from the states. Uh, what have I been doing? Like I said before, like places like LA and New York, mm-hmm. going to going to these places, meeting people. You got, you see what it is? It's a whole new market. You have to you have to start again. Like when I first started rapping in the UK, me and my manager would go. These times he had a beat down Volkswagen. We used to go. It broke down about three. No, not three times. It broke down in the in the sun. Wind's laughing. <laughs> Wind's laughing because I said it was beat down. Um, it wasn't that bad. Um, we broke down. We still made it there. We'd go into label meetings and that. We'd meet everyone. Yo, we'd say, yo, whatever. My name, I'm H. I'm the sickest rapper alive. I've got sick music. I've got sick. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bars, let's go. You know what I'm saying? We go here, we go there, get on the grind, do any show possible for even if it was for free. Yeah, let's go there. There's people there, they need to know who I am. And then I blo- and then whatever, I blow up, take over, not take over the UK, but 
blow up in the UK, yeah, good, Europe, yeah, good, sick. Right, all right, US now. No one knows me here. You've got to do the same again. Yo, I'm H, I'm the sickest rapper ever. Even more of an advantage now, because I'm so big in the UK. It's like, look, these people believe in me. You lot do now, you lot need to now. You get what I'm saying? You need to get back to hustle mode. It's a new fucking, it's not even a new scene, it's a new world. America is a new world to the UK, you know what I'm saying? People in America, there's certain people in America like who are only big in South America, mm-hmm. who can make millions of dollars a year without even leaving, I don't know, Memphis. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So it's crazy, even if, even if it was just to take over 3% of the US, I'm good. Wow, so it's like you're, I, I don't want to say you're working backwards, but like, you know, what? Well, yeah, to yeah, be basically. transparent, it's like when you're coming to the US, you're basically back at... Start a pack, rapper, you know what I'm saying, let's go. I'm H, I'm from the UK, I'm a rapper. Let's work. And you got to start at the bottom. I can't come here expecting, expecting a baby feature tomorrow. I, did, I actually did get a baby feature and never put it out. What the? Yeah. Oh my God. Are you going to put it out? It's like three years old now. I think you could still put it, it out It was a remix though. to my old song. Really? I had a song called Taste. I've done a remix for it. Baby spat on it. It was one of the coldest baby verses I've ever heard in my life. Ugh. No auto-tune, he just rapping and my pride was too big. The song had been out for like months by the time he sent the verse for the remix and my pride was too big and I was like, I don't want to promote this song anymore. People think I'm like rinsing it out. Why would you say you're, okay, so I want to ask you like your pride, why was your pride in the way of something like that? It wouldn't be anymore. That make, certain things make you realize you have to take every opportunity, but uh, yeah, like, I fucked up. I can't, what can I say? I fucked up. My pride got the better of me. It was just because I'd, I obviously I'd done the song. At the time, it was my biggest song I ever released. Um, it was going crazy. It went to number two in the UK um, for weeks. And yeah, like, Baby sent the verse. Maybe, like, I don't know. Adets, can you help me on this one? A couple months three months at least, three, four months at least. We've been promoting this, we've been promoting this song now for months and months. And he just jumped, and he like just jumped, not, not because he took ages to write the verse, he only just, mm-hmm. he only just heard the song. And I already done, yeah, I already done two remixes. I done like a Europe remix with a guy called Sven Alias from Amsterdam. And I done a remix with Steph London and Phoenix from Shoreline Mafia. Mm-hmm. So they was on the remix. And then months after Baby sent a verse. So it's like, do we put this baby remix out as well? And, and G-Easy, yeah, G-Easy and Baby. And I was just, I don't know, I was young. What was I, like 19? I was 19, I was young. I was like, fuck it, the way shit's got, I'll get a baby verse again one day. Like, right. it's too, I don't want to keep putting this song out anymore. Wow. So let me ask you, with you coming in the game so young, yeah. what are some life lessons, not life lessons, but what are some major lessons that you learned when it came to navigating through the industry? Uh, 
can't lie, the one of the main things is be nice to people and they'll be nice back. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what I've learned. Definitely met a lot of like, definitely met, met a lot of people that do not give a fuck unless it benefits them. Which is understandable, it's business at the end of the day. But it's also like, like you will need me one day. You know what I'm saying? One day you, you will have an artist that wants a feature from me. So just watch how you treat people. It's that same for me, like, you gotta give people the time of day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't be rude to people, because one day, I don't know, I can't even think of an example, but there's definitely been, even I hold my, hold my hands up, like there's definitely been artists that I've seen, that I've blown up like recently, and I've, and I've gone to message them, and they've already messaged me like two years ago. Oh, and I'm like, wow. oh, like, I can't just message him back now and be like, yo, you're lit, like, let's do a song like you messaged me ages ago. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you just gotta be nice, man. And what else, what else have I learned? I've learned bare things. I think just being young, being in the game, and then growing up, I think you just grow up a little bit faster. I think that's what it is. Yeah, maybe. I'm still a little child though, at heart. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's like whenever you get in the industry, it's a lot of things. Like you got a lot of politics involved. It's a lot of people telling you like what you should do, what you shouldn't do. It's it, no more just releasing yeah, music yeah, and going yeah. about your day. Yeah. It, it, it kind of like not takes the fun out of it, but people need to remember, I think like artists who are coming up now need to remember like you was the one that blew up in the first place. No one told you what, what to release apart from you or mm, no one, no yeah. one wrote. No one wrote your lyrics for you. So don't sign to a label and let anyone tell you that you should start making this type of music. Don't get me wrong, if, if, it's, if, it's, if it makes sense and you end up making good music, then fair enough. But like, remember you're the one who had that gut feeling like I'm gonna write this lyric and put it out to the world. And that's the reason it's gone crazy. So you can't, you can't take in too many, you can't take in too much advice. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And not everyone's right, and everyone's got different opinions. I've been making my album for like a year now, and I've took songs off there because other people have said, I don't think it should be on there. Then I've put it back on, like, no, it should be on there. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm 50-50 about one song. I'll go and ask people, what, what do you think about this? Five people say it's sick. Five people say, nah. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, with all of that confusion, how do you really figure yeah. out which one is the one? I don't know, I think... It depends what audience you play it to. Like... Do you get an opinion? Do, do I play it to my mum, who's just like an average music listener? Who doesn't have like... Who doesn't know about like... I don't know. Like, can my mum play this and nod her head in the car? And do well. They're probably the most successful songs. So do I take my mum's advice? Or do I ask the man them who are involved in the music industry? What do you think of this? But then people who are involved in the music industry seem to have too many opinions, <laughs> including me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, or a lot of people in the music industry seem to just say an opinion for the sake of it. So, the, so let's say I, I don't know, I said, yeah, fuck some shit up on the porch, yeah, that's the hook. And then someone else comes and says, why don't you say, why don't you say, fuck some shit up on the porch today? And then I was like, all right, yeah, I'll say that. And then that's their claim, that's their claim to fame. Like, yeah, I told him to change that. <laughs> have people ever did that to you before? No. Oh. People have definitely like said, I, I feel like people 
a lot of people say things for the sake of just saying things. Right, Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, yo, what do you think of this? Um, well, do you know what? Yeah, I like that part, but I think it could be like, no, like, is it good or not? I just need to know. Yeah. Now, as we talk about, well, as we talked about earlier before, just like the different music that goes on in the UK, mm -hmm. I want to ask you, because I know that you started off doing grime. Mm -hmm. Did I say it right? Yeah, okay, yeah. grime. Grime. You started, <laughs> you started off doing grime, and I know that your sound has evolved like over the years. Yeah. So I want to ask you, how have you been able to really stand outside of the box when it comes to your growth as an artist and not just being placed in, oh, he's a grime rapper, oh, he's a drill rapper? Um, okay. Um, I've always just done everything. I started off doing grime because that was like, yeah, that was, what was, that was what was popping at the time. And that was like, when you first started doing grime, you didn't have to do music videos and stuff. You go to like radio sets mm -hmm. where there's like a group of MCs and you all take turns on the mic and you just spit by the DJ plays beats, mixes the beats and you just spit. So that was like, that's what we used to do. And then the f my first song that blew up, that straight rhyme song that I was talking about, that was a rap song. So then when that blew up, it was like, so is this what people want to hear? Like, do I need to spit grime anymore? If this is working, I kept releasing rap music, and I'm here today with a, a rap and drill. Drill, I'm not gonna lie, drill is grime. Drill is a grime tempo. Grime is 140 BPM, mm -hmm. and drill is 140 BPM. It's just it's just different sounds, but like you can tell when you know when people are spitting when they hear, especially people. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. In the UK, people on drill, you can tell the difference between people who've grew up on grime and grew up on drill. There's like a drill. There's like a there's like a drill flow in the UK. It's like broken up. Yeah, yeah. But if you grew up on grime and you spit and drill, it's the same tempo, and then you'd be like, like it's more like skippy. There's no breaks. There's no breaks in grime. There's no breaks. You can't breathe. So like you can tell, but it's the same tempo. So in my eyes, not in my eyes, but like. I've not, nothing's changed, I'm, st I'm still spitting, I still spit all the time. People say, oh, you've gone too mainstream. I've never done anything but rap and just spit. Oh, so they say that your music is too mainstream N now? Yeah, like, not like in general, people don't say that, but like, you know, sometimes you get comments like, oh, where's the old H? Yeah. And it's like, I'm still here, bro. Like, everything's just evolved. Like, what do you want me to do, make a grime song? Like, right. No, <laughs> not because I don't want to, because am I gonna go make a song like Baby that gets 50,000 sales a week still? I'm gonna go make a grime song that's gonna get one million views in a month and then nothing else after that. I think I know what I wanna do. You know what I'm saying? You know what, I felt guilty to the whole, like I wish some of my favorite artists would go back to their old sound. But as an artist, when your fans do say that they miss the old you or man, you need to bring this back, how do you personally feel? I've done it. I've, I've, I've I understand because I'm what I've, I always wish 50 Cent just made an album again, like Get Rich or Die Trying. It's never going to happen. Right. Because he does, because he's not in the streets right now. He's not, 
no one ain't trying to kill it. Well, I don't know if people are, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So you can't expect him to do that, but at the same time, I've done, I've done certain things. Oh, shit. Sorry. I've done certain things like little freestyles and spat a certain way and like not like purposely not made a mainstream song to satisfy these people mm -hmm. and they just never do as good so it's like what, what i can't really do you want me to satisfy this five percent or do you want me to satisfy the 95 percent like right i'm gonna have to go to the 95 because right? remember at the same time and this sound that this, this, isn't, this isn't me being selfish, it's just me being real. At the same time, it's, it's our job, innit? Like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get paid, I'm trying to get a raise. Think of, obviously I don't make a wage, but let's say I did. And my raise is making bigger music, so it touches more people, therefore more money. And I'm not saying I do it for the money, I definitely did do it for the money at the start. Mm -hmm. When I was rapping, I was like, I need to make money, I need to make money. Whatever, I've got money. Now I just do it, because I love doing it. And even more so, I feel like I've got a responsibility. I get messages every single day without fail. Yo, your music helped me through this. Or why haven't you put a story on today? I sit here and wait for your stories every morning. Oh, you know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. So I've got like an obligation now to do this, which is fine. And I'm happy with that. Mm -hmm. But like, you also need to remember it is, this isn't just me. I'm kind of speaking from a lot of artists point of view now. It is a job. And we are trying to also like look after our family, right. not look after, not just look after the small percentage of fans that want the old H or whoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the UK, is there a certain type of respect that you have to have with the other artists? Basically, like a welcoming in, in um, a sense. It definitely helps getting like certain call signs and whatnot. But there's definitely rappers in the UK who don't fuck with a lot of other rappers and they're doing well. Really? So, I don't know. Uh, there's no, like, you don't need any other rapper's blessing to, to do what you're doing. Obviously, it would help. You get certain features and stuff. And I'm, like, a lot of, a lot of the biggest songs are always two artists collabing together. Yeah. Right. Like, in every kind of genre. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, but there's definitely one or two rappers in the UK that don't be fucking with rappers and they're fine, they're doing all right, so. Really? Yeah. Man, now you have, you've had so many cosigns like Skepta, mm -hmm. Take Heat, we gotta talk about Take Heat. Yeah. What was it like working with him, for sure? Sick. We didn't, he wasn't actually in the studio when we made the song. I was with AJ, mm -hmm. AJ Tracer, and he just had, he had the beat. He had a couple Take Keith beats in his email. So I'll pick up AJ. I didn't actually get the Take Keith beat. AJ did. Um, we was in the studio. We were trying to make a song. We couldn't, we couldn't find any good beats. We didn't, and we didn't have a producer with us. We just went to the studio for no reason. And uh, he was like, oh, fuck it. I've got this beat pack. He's like, you're going to like it. I've been saving it for the right moment. I was like, oh, yeah, what is it? And I just uh, take it. Yeah, man. Oh, I was once like, you oh, heard that, take he fuck these niggas. Once you hear the tag, it's like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. And it was the first beat he played. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. We made the song. As soon as we made it, we were like, yeah, we've got to put this out. Went to LA, shot the video. Take Keith came to the video. He's in the video playing the piano, if you didn't see him. And it's lit. He's a good guy, man. I respect right. him. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to work with him again.
100%. Now, in recent news, and you performed this last night, and I'm not going to lie, I was so fucking lit because the sample, um, yeah, you yeah, did yeah. your single baby. Yeah. And with that one, you used Ashanti's Rock With You sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that one come into play? And you're like, I'm going to just go crazy on this. Uh, <laughs> you know what happened? It was just all perfect. Mm -hmm. I was in, that song's like two years old, by the way. Mm -hmm. I was in the studio and I was just feeling the vibe of, it was time to make a song like that. Like, not a love song. Is it a love song? It's a love I mean, song. It's a little, you know, it's some certified love. Yeah, boy, it's a love. Yeah, it's a love song, and it is about it's about relationship. It's about relationship not working out. Yeah, it's a love song. Um, it was time for me to make one of those. I got in the studio with Fred. He was playing a couple beats, and he was like, he was just, he was just like pressing the arrow key, just flicking through, just playing a little start, couple seconds of different beats and that. And then I just heard, ah, oh, baby. I was like, whoa, wait, play that one. <laughs> he played it. I was like, are you mad? Let's do that. Made the song there and then, and then just had it sitting there for two years for no reason. I don't know why. Just I just did. Maybe why did I have it sitting there? I don't know why. Was it like a timing thing? Like you wanted to wait till the time was we did, not on purpose. We, mm -hmm. It was just like that, and it just ended up coming out. We were meant to drop it a, a couple months before it actually dropped, but we had some complications. Obviously, we had to get hold of a shanty. We had to clear the sample. Obviously, there's other writers involved when it comes to her original song, mm -hmm. so you got to clear it with all these, all them as well. So it just it was a bit of a process, but it all worked out in the end. And it, and I'm glad that it dropped. When it dropped, it was all perfect. Right, yeah. and you flowed on it so perfectly, <laughs> like, because you know some people use samples and you be like, oh my god, they fucking up the song. Yeah, but you know, song. in your case, it didn't work like that. Uh -huh. You actually. Yeah, you did what you had to do on that. Nah, thank you. Yeah, man, it was, it was just... You know why I think also? Because sometimes, sometimes you just make songs because you want to make songs, but that one actually came from... That one was a genuine song. Like That one actually came from the heart kind of thing. So I think that's why it worked out so well. Dang, and it hit number two on the charts too. Number See? two, I think it's at number... F I think right now it's at number three or four. Right now, it's been like six weeks now. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, number two, we went number two. Now, I'm curious to know when exactly are you going to bless us with a, a new project? August. Are you allowed to announce the date? That's why I looked over there first. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. August, man, August. I won't say the exact date, but August. By now, by this time now, I'll have a single out called 1989. So go watch that promo. Uh, <laughs> it's a... Uh, my song 1989 is about Manchester back in the day. Mm. Um, yeah, well, not, it's not about Manchester back in the day. It's got that vibe. It's got a Stone Roses sample in it, which was a band from back in the day in Manchester. They released that song in 1989, hence why my song's called 1989. And um, yeah, it's just got that whole old school Manchester vibe. If you was wondering, you probably wasn't, but if you was wondering what Manchester was, in the 80s, I 90s. was. <laughs> you don't need to lie to me. No, I swear. Uh, then that is what, you, when you watch the video, that's what it was like. Them kind of vibes. Bucket hats, Adidas, Stone Island. That's what the vibes was. Um, yeah, so that'll be out. Um, and yeah, the album's out in August. The album's called Close to Home because 
I'm never at home, but I've always got home with me somehow, type shit. Um, and I just always feel like everywhere we go, we always, like, we, we walk through the door, you can tell where we're from straight away. Like, we're definitely not from here. <laughs> right, you know yeah. Uh, and yeah, it just all, it all made sense. I've made most of the album, well, I made some of it in Manchester, but most of it was made in Toronto, LA, London. Toronto, LA and London was where most of the album was made. So it's kind of like a bit of a, um, yeah. ironic, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry. Um, it's kind of ironic, basically, like I've, I've, I've not made most of the album in my hometown, but the album's still called Close to Home because I always feel like Manchester's there. Is there any features that you could reveal? Mm, yeah. Ed Sheeran's on there. Sorry, I was, sorry everyone for the delay. We were just getting shouted at by management because I gave away <laughs> a piece of information that I shouldn't be giving away. But we're fucking off the porch, so fuck it. Ed Sheeran's on the album. Uh, that's all I'm giving away. <laughs> ah, any US artists? No, no US, no. I'm going to say this. I did have Jack on there. Jack was on there. Jack Harlow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, but I had to take it off. Um, we just feel like we can make a better song. The song's old. So we just don't want that to represent our first link up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, you haven't dropped a, body, a full body of work in a minute. So what are the vibes that we could expect with this? It's just more personal. It's mm -hmm. more... It's more personal, it's more like from the heart. It's very Manchester, like everything. Every song somehow has got to do with like getting back to Manchester or being in Manchester or, you know, something like that. And um, there's a song there for, like, for everyone, at least one song like, if you don't like track 10, you, you're 100% gonna like track 11. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just, in my eyes, it's my best body of work. It definitely is my best body of work. And yeah, man, it's just good music, in my opinion. And, uh, and it represents me well. Yeah, I feel like it's a perfect representation of me. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been sitting on this? Some of the songs are like two years old, uh -huh. but I, I literally finished the album probably like two months ago. No. Yeah, two months ago it was finished, like song for song, and then obviously the past two months I've just been picking up the last little pieces, like certain skits, if I forgot any ad libs or whatever, you know, just like little bits like that. But yeah, it's been done for about two months and it's coming out in August, so I'm just sitting here waiting now. Woo, I'm excited. I, I know wait. it's gonna be fire yeah, as it's gonna be fire. hell. There's I'm some excited. sick ones on there, even like for over here as well. Like I definitely know, there's definitely there's definitely one or two that. I'd, I think I'm definitely going to do well over here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. You know we're we going to hold you to it now. Yeah, yeah, we need you know that, we finna hold we need you that to baby it. remix again, man. <laughs> you might as well just go ahead and just slide that on in there and I just... I know, I know, I wish. I wish I could. If, I, if I'm honest, it, that just needs to be forgotten about now. I'm not even with the same label that I've done it with, so <laughs> that's just all. It's probably got thrown in the bin, that verse now. Now, before we wrap up, Age, do you have any last words or shout outs? Uh, shout out um, off the porch. 
I was going to say shout out McKK, but I don't know if people know your oh name or not. God. So I'm not going to say that. You can cut <laughs> you that out what? if you want. You know what? You can say it. Can say like, it? you can say it. Shout out McKK from the A. You know what I'm saying? Hold it. No, she's not from the A, actually. She lives in the A. She's from, <laughs> she, she from Texas, though. She's from Texas. Uh, shout out the man, them. Shout out Manchester. Shout out YJ and Litech. I could go for days. Shout out everyone. Album out, August, close to home. 1989 out right now um, and this porch is hurting my ass also one more thing before I say well no one can answer this question this is just for, I, I don't know tell me in the comments but why is everyone's ass so fat over here like I'm getting a house over here that's, <laughs> all, that's all I've got to say oh my god you are crazy and me and Wynn just don't matter <laughs> get Get me off this before we get into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a wrap for Ed. Take the camera, take the camera. <laughs> you know I got it, baby, what do you want? You know I got it, baby, what do you need? She like, she like, yeah. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.